Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. Just us again. How are you doing, Bren? I'm doing alright. I just dropped my car off, so that's going to be expensive. Oh so no. I hope one day we monetize this podcast real quick. <laughs> yeah, do we ever, just the two of us? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> but that's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, we just dropped some money on flowers and busted my ass all day uh, just doing some weed whacking and digging holes to plant the new flowers. And there's this whole area of just like decaying leaves on my property that oh, I yeah. finally just bit the bullet and was like, I'm going to get the wheelbarrow and shove- shovel it all in there and get it the hell out of here. So it's been a not fun weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see the appeal of having a house and like distance and privacy and like your own stuff that you could do with whatever you want. But like the idea of living in an apartment and never having to do yard work again, it's like, oh, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm envious of you in that regard. It's just like, oh man, our grass outside is real dead and brown. It's like, oh well. Yeah. Keep who walking. Cares? <laughs> it's not my problem. Oh, man. Yeah. But around here, I'm trying to make sure my neighbors like me and are like, oh, they're a stand up couple. I mean, as long as you don't walk your dog into your neighbor's yard and just have them piss and shit wherever they want and not <laughs> clean it up in the middle of the night while you're talking very loudly on your phone, you're better than my neighbors were. Yeah. So. And there's someone on our road, uh, we overheard them just screaming, fuck, and slamming doors. So at least we're not them. <laughs> it, yeah. it's. I mean, it's like a race. It's like the, what was it, the presidential fitness test in high school? As long as you're not the last one. As long as you're not the worst. You don't have to be great. But, like, yeah. not the worst. Like this podcast, for instance. Yeah, this exactly. is a video game podcast. <laughs> uh, not the greatest, not the worst either. I hope not the worst. It's mm. up for debate. Um, but every week we get together and talk about the games we've been playing. Um, Bren, you were on last week. Have you got a chance to play anything since then? Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I know. Our show is kind of just flawed in general. I don't know how we've been going this long to begin with. I mean, before... Granted, for me, when we started, I was unemployed and just had a shitload of free time, so I was just doing anything to keep the bad thoughts away. So I had a lot of time for games. Now it's just like I know, like just my commute and work is like twelve hours of my day, so it's just kind of like very slim margin for games. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And then on the weekends, I'm running around, dropping my car off, and all this other shit. Um, but also, I've just been getting into like moods. I'm not as idle with my games anymore it's like before it'd be like a bit of here a bit of there a bit of this a bit of this and now it's just like it's just monster hunter world for me like i got sucked deep into that hole again and uh last weekend it was like sunday i was like i'll be productive it's the holiday week and we get the extra day i'll try and get stuff done i spent maybe like nine hours straight playing monster hunter again <laughs> and like i it's i'm in the end game i beat it so there's not really any like new missions or like yeah. story missions so it's just like hey get this cool axe it's like why it's like because it's cool it's like, yeah, you shit, you're right i gotta get it so it's just i don't know they they're adding new stuff like there is new stuff like the witcher crossover the final fantasy 14 crossover the new dlc was announced and that's coming out uh it's coming out for console probably pretty soon it probably won't come out for pc for another year right unfortunately um but like it's just it's fun that game's just fun I really enjoy it. Yeah, I does that have support uh, cross platform at all or not really? No. Okay, because no. damn, I was gonna say I'd totally pick that up on PS4 and see if we could play. It's that's kind of like the big draw for Dauntless because that's getting a lot of attention yes. now. I don't know if there was some big update with it or not, but like, I mean, we you know we talked about before. I tried getting in the alpha and we talked about it last week, but like something happened recently where it's like 
really popular now. I guess it's just in beta or maybe or maybe it's just out and it's free. Yes, that's definitely it. It's the new hotness. It's basically Fortnite 2.0. <laughs> like I, I think I it's going to be that not far. that level. Yeah, I can't it, I don't know if anything will ever top Fortnite to be perfectly honest. I feel like that was just a crazy fad. I mean, Apex Legends gave it a run for its money, but even that's died down a bit now. For sure. Um, I think shooters are definitely going to be its own level of popularity where it's like, it's its its own thing. And it's just like the video game genre, whether people like it or not, that's like the one people go to the most as a shooter. Um, with Dauntless and Monster Hunter, like it's a specific kind of fighter. Like you can't get guns in it, but it's not an FPS. It's right. a third person shooter and it takes like... Not precision, but patience more than anything. You definitely have to like wait and time your attacks, and uh, at least what I've seen with Dauntless, assuming it's very similar to Monster Hunter like that. Um, so even if it's free, it could definitely get a lot of a lot of players, a lot of attention. You know, do really well for it, and it's good. Uh, I don't think it'll ever hit Fortnite level, though. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I might have been uh, exaggerating a little bit. Um, yeah. You bringing up Dauntless though reminds me that I totally lied to our listeners and haven't played it since. And that's the thing; it's one of these <laughs> games that I really want to get into, and because it is the new hotness, and be able to like talk about it on our video game podcast. But yeah. ever since creating my character, I haven't really or doing that first tutorial, I have not logged in. And I, n- after saying this, I hope maybe tonight I'll get a little bit more gameplay in. But what I did get around to though, uh, that was brought up last week uh, as the free games of May, uh, there was oh, Overcooked yeah. and. And the whatever Edith Finch, I forget exactly the title. Whatever of that game. happened to Edith Finch? Yes, um, I didn't play Edith Finch, but I did get around to playing Overcooked, and it was with a, a not a group, but like uh, two of my friends. Uh, well, my fiance and my uh, close friend Alex. He's actually going to be the best man at my wedding, Ooh. and the three of us were just like hanging around on a weekend last weekend, and oh my god, that I remember I just kind of pitched the idea to them. I'm like, well. I don't know what we want to do for the next couple hours, but I have this game that I got for free and it seems like a fun multiplayer game. And Mm -hmm. the only downside is I only have two PlayStation 4 controllers. So we would just alternate. One of us would take turns like sitting Uh, around out, but that kind of solidified in my mind that I need to get a third and maybe even potentially fourth controllers in the event. I have like a couple of people over and we can all play at the same time. Uh, yeah, definitely get them on sale just in case. Like, yeah. You don't need a, you can get a used one as long as it functions. Yeah, and that's the thing. I have a white one that is kind of like the right analog sticks a little wonky. So when I'm playing Rocket League, there's a little bit of like delay. So that's like killer in a game like that, especially if I'm playing uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. But I think for like just having it as an extra controller to lay around for like multiplayer purposes, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, we won't get the Mad Cat's controller of shame anymore. <laughs> the fourth player getting the shitty, weird Mad Cat's controller See-through. anymore. <laughs> yes. Since they're out of business. Oh, man. I thought they were coming back. I forget. We talked about them on like within a few months ago. But... They were coming back, but then they invested like heavily in Rock Band 4. Oh, Christ. That's right. <laughs> they were coming back with the um, game pads or I forget, hitbox. The hitbox market with um, like fighting games. Where people will have their own joystick and pads and customize it however they want. Yes. They were doing really well with that. They actually made pretty good ones. And so that was kind of an uptick, but it's still, you know, a niche market even for video games. And then, yeah, they just sunk a ton of money into Rock Band 4. And when that failed, they lost it all. So that's yeah, super gone. unfortunate. Yeah. What a thing to put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. I, I might not have risked that, but. No, um, but it was great because we all kind of went in blind. The only experience I had with Overcooked was maybe even earlier that day. I played a little bit of the single player campaign because I didn't have anything else unlocked at that point. And mm-hmm. 
if you're just playing by yourself, the game's extraordinarily hard because you can take the control of two character chefs as you're trying to oh, cook and do things. And geez. you basically can use the R1 or L1 button to try kind of alternate between the two characters. So like I'll set up one character with chopping up uh, like onions or something and the other characters run around doing dishes or something. But like I'm controlling both of them as one person. So that's insanely. Uh-huh insanely that's, challenging that's like I, I cannot and that's what my first experience with the game was i'm like is that how this whole thing's gonna be i'm not sure i'm gonna have enjoy this but then i got around to playing with the two of them and oh my god it just it's a world of difference where yeah you you only control one person's character and you work together and the levels are so chaotic it, and there was moments that like we went into it completely blind like they had no idea what to expect and i'm mm-hmm. not this isn't an, this isn't an exaggeration we were rolling on the floor laughing at points because of how like insane certain things were it's like oh, yeah. you're supposed to be giving me a pizza or not pizza like a, a, a hamburger patty and you're giving me lettuce or like and all these crazy things that are happening and it seemed it's like in retrospect that doesn't sound that funny but as you're doing it <laughs> we are just cracking the fuck up and having a total blast and we i think we got through the majority of the campaign actually it oh, wow. was funny it kind of limits you like uh each level is like on a three star basis yeah. and then as you like progress through the levels it's like oh well you need 36 stars to op- unlock this one and then it's like oh well now you have to revisit some of the older ones and try to do better so yeah, i like that score. Exactly. I really enjoyed that mechanic and it's, it's, uh, we didn't really hit too many walls, so to speak. There were a few times where we did that and it was like, well, let's go to some of the level one acts and try to get three stars. But mm-hmm. all in all, this game is so fucking great and I'm glad that I got it for free. I'm a little sad that I waited this long to get around to it, but it doesn't really matter when I dive in as long as we're having a good time. And it just seems like the go to like kind of party game if I have some friends over. Yeah, it's definitely an appeal with couch co-op games is you can just play whenever. But if it's an online server, like multiplayer game, you have to play when it's popular or else like, you know, say like, oh, I just saw this game. It's really cool. It's called, uh, God, I always forget the name of the the one that came out around Overwatch and got killed off by That's uh, Battleborn. Battleborn. It's like, hey, I, I saw pictures of this Battleborn game. It seems real cool. Let me hop on and see if I can play. <laughs> oh, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like the servers are gone. You cannot play it offline. So it's just like, oh, that sucks. But, you know, that's the appeal of the co- uh, couch co-op, which hopefully I there's definitely in there's definitely indie developers and smaller developers who are, you know, making games for that like Overcook and Overcook 2. So there definitely are the market for it and people who want to make games for it. I just wish like I wish there was more money being put into it. I wish there were bigger studios working on, you know, local co-op stuff. Not every game has to be GoldenEye and, you know, four person co-op locally, but like you know, still have the option. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just also love how just like stonerific overcooked is. Like I, the reason they even wanted to play was my pitch of the game. I'm like, yeah, I started this game and there's like this onion king and there's asteroids are coming down. It's the end of the world and you can't like feed this beast. And they're like, all right, I got to see this. So like just already, it's just very goofy and fun. And the fact that there's a sequel out makes me very interested in once I beat this game, uh, going on and actually purchasing the sequel. So I think that was probably their strategy to kind of get people that missed out on overcooked to play it for free and then realize there's a sequel and go and buy that yeah i mean they did both games did very well especially for indie games like they got a lot of recognition and popularity deservedly so like they're very good games so yeah i'm not surprised if they're just i wouldn't be surprised if they're just like eh, it's been out long enough we uh we you know broke you know our cap or whatever on the first game we're not making any morning back just fucking put it out for free yeah it's then, a great one 
the second one's on the Switch, so you can just control one character with each uh, Joy-Con. Holy so it's a shit! Lot easier. That yeah. adds a whole new dimension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's real good. It's but man, it's chaotic, and you quickly turn into Gordon Ramsay, where it's like this fucking fish isn't cocked enough. I yes. can put it back in. You're yelling to try and get stuff done. I do not envy anyone who works in the kitchen. I, I've been there a few times. It's it's incredibly stressful. Yeah, that puts it all in perspective. Like I would never want to do that for a living. But as a video game, sure, why not? Because I can yeah, fuck up, not? and the whole kitchen can catch on fire. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and you're a dog. Or a penguin, <laughs> or these little chef characters. It's so cute. Oh, man. And I do want to look into Overcooked 2. Now that you say it's on Switch, that sounds like probably the platform I'll get it on. Oh, yeah. That's great. Um, Other than that, though, I didn't lie when I said I'd be getting back into Diablo 3. I made it to Act 2, and some crazy spoilerific shit happened that I was like, oh, damn. Like, it makes me wish I was paying attention this whole time. Because <laughs> I, I was very much just like mashing the A button as I'm like going through the dialogue and being like, whatever, whatever. All right, on to the next boss or whatever. Yeah. That's something I love with Monster Hunter. There's no story in it. Like, there is, but no one gives a shit. About yeah. It. So it's just like, next, 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 next. And it's like, it is the big deal. It's like, huh. Next, 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 next. Like, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's the thing. When I hit the big deal in this one, I was like, oh, wait, that is a big deal. What's going uh, on here? It? So, uh, Well, I don't know. That's the thing. I, I don't want to spoil the game for anybody who hasn't played it, but I feel like it's been out for so long. Do you yeah. care if I say this? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't think so. So, listener, if you're worried about Diablo 3 spoilers, skip this next, like, five yeah. minutes. But the end of Act 1, Deckard Kane dies, and I was like, fuck, like, that's my homie from the beginning. <laughs> oh. So yeah, he's gone, and I was like thinking to myself, oh, I'm never going to hear this guy's voice again, because that was like part of my whole thing. I enjoy hearing him as like, a, not a narrator, but like sometimes when you go talk to him in the town and stuff. But that's, even though he's dead, I found some tomes or something, so his voice actor's still getting some lines in. Um, but the game overall is fantastic. I'm getting some really like legendary rare items that I'm putting on my character. And yeah, I, I feel like I'm still learning things about it, because I was very much just like, used to how I would play Diablo 2 and just kind of use the same weapon over and over again. I'm like kind of branching out and trying different stuff. Uh, can't recommend it enough. In fact, I was at Pep Boys getting an oil change recently and the guy who was checking me out was like, oh, I see you're playing Switch. What are you playing? And I was like, Diablo 3. And he he was like, oh man, I didn't even know that was on Switch. So he's interested in checking that out. And he, it was funny. He told me about uh, Detective Pikachu and how great it is. He's like, I've seen it six times already. I'm like, wow, that's Jesus. dedicated. Yeah, that's a little like insane. It's a, it's a it's a good movie, but like, Christ, dude. <laughs> and honestly, I've heard mixed reviews. Like, I am I was asking people. I think even Whitney specifically. I'm like, do you think I should go see this in theaters? And she said, I haven't seen it, but my sister did, and she said it's okay, but not worth seeing in a theater. Definitely one to like rent or see like on demand or something. Uh. Uh, that's well. The reason I've heard that is because it's very like the story's weak is what I've been told. It's very much like a, a kiddish movie, and I'm like, ah. Eh, I guess that's what it's supposed to be, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw it early uh, out here, and I I told people, I'm like, you're not seeing it for the story. You're seeing it to see the, like, realistic renders of Pokemon. Uh, yeah. And, like, that's cool to see on the big screen to see all the detail, because there's a lot of detail in some of them, like, especially Pikachu, all the fur and stuff. So, yeah. Like, if you want to see that in, like, a real crisp screen and, like, a lot of detail... I would say see it in the movie theater or say, you know, discount movie day. They they got some in different theaters of like $6 for yeah. a movie that's not premiering. Um, see it then. Uh, but like, it's not like, oh man, you got to see it before the story's spoiled for you because the story's like, nah. Story is like, 
You could probably guess what it is. It's not <laughs> a brain teaser or anything or a crazy twist to it. So it's, you know, you're going to see it for the visuals of the Pokemon, not, you know, then there's some funny moments. It's still a good movie, but like, yeah, there's nothing you have to run out and see right away. Well, I think this guy must have had a crush on Lickitung or something because he kept going back. <laughs> Like, uh, I didn't even say, like, no offense, but, like, even the main actors aren't that great, so it's not like, <laughs> like, I don't know what the guy sees in it for six times. <laughs> I've maybe, I think I saw Into the Spider-Verse four times in theaters. Oh, nice. And, like, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, like, even that's, like, my, even that's a four-time limit for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen, the only movie I saw maybe even four or five times max was uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean, and it was just like a oh, summer geez. that it came out, and I was on the beach, and I'm like, I'm a Bored. fucking pirate. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was loving it. Um, but yeah, and that music, goddamn, so catchy. All right, well, uh, since we're on a movie tangent, I do want to bring up uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. I got around to seeing the trailer for it. I was the biggest fan of Homecoming. I even own like the special edition on Blu-ray or some shit. But this trailer for some Far shit From Home, I love so much, <laughs> dude. I'm not sure. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna walk away as satisfied as as I was with Homecoming. The only reason, the one of the things, my biggest complaint, and I, I don't even think it's a really valid one, is his suit looks too shiny. Uh, I mean, it's the same from the you know the last few Avenger movies where it's like the Iron Spider suit that Tony Stark makes for him. Yeah. So it's not distractingly so, but it's you know it's not the cloth kind of like you know. Homeboy from, homeboy from Queens, we know. It's, you know, he's got tech now. It's, he's got that, what, like killer mode or whatever, where he's got the extra limbs come out and he can use. So it's definitely more of a, you know, tech centric Spider Man, but, you know, it's also a newer one. Yeah, and uh, at least uh, the enemy in this one is Mysterio, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that. And yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Fucking Jake Gyllenhaal is knocking out of the park lately. I, I trust whatever he's in, because. He doesn't need the money. He does whatever he wants to. Now he's at that level. So nice. It's yeah. I I mean I think it'll be good. I I don't think it'll be amazing. I don't think it'll be like. I I feel like it's we've talked about it plenty of times with like the sequelitis or like the you know second child syndrome or whatever. The first one like blows you away because it's the first time you saw it. Or like Guardians of the Galaxy is a great comparison. First one like blows your fucking mind. It's so cool and like original and stuff. And the second one's like. It's not bad, it's just we've already seen it, so like half the shock and awe is already worn off on us. So it's like, it's still a good movie, but it's not gonna blow your mind. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, But yeah, that one's coming out, I think, next week or something, or fairly soon, so I think I will get to theaters to see that one. Mm-hmm, yeah. I, I mean, I really didn't think they would do that good of a job with uh, Homecoming, with like, you know, and they announced a new Spider-Man reboot, and like, yeah, the main villain's gonna be Vulture. It's like, what? Yeah, but to me, he's like I the don't... lamest villain. But then, yeah. like, he fucking killed it. They did he a did. good job. Yeah, so. and Vulture is lame. But I definitely, as a kid growing up, I had a variety of different uh, action figures of the Spider-Man cast, and I had a Vulture action figure. And to me, as a kid, I'm like, this guy's badass. That's it's something so weird with like. I mean, especially, like, around our age in the 80s, because action figures were so prevalent and so many shows were made just to sell toys. Like, people <laughs> people think of, like, He-Man. It's like, He-Man's a great cartoon. It literally exists just to sell the toys. It didn't. Yeah. No one gave a Mighty shit about Max. the actual show. Exactly. Mighty Max. <laughs> yeah, all these other stuff. But, like, to us, we didn't, you know, we didn't have that cynicism. So, we're like, it's a real world and uh, whatever. 
Um, but yeah, I have some like X Men action figures from like the animated show who appeared in one episode in like the background <laughs> and probably got killed off later. But like this guy's the fucking best because his action figure was cool, and like that's all I needed as a kid. Holy uh, shit! That reminds me. Growing up, I had an obsession with the Star Wars movies. What like male kid didn't? Yeah. And I had a fucking collection of these Star Wars mini action figures. And t- in retrospect, I don't think they even make them anymore because it's such a choking hazard. I'm like, how <laughs> in fuck's name did they ever sell these? It's very much like I'm trying to think of something to equate the size to. Like they are so small, Bren. I I can't even think. Like maybe like the size of a grape is like these little like action figures and they were just very detailed and i had like all these different rebel soldiers sith and jedi and the whole nine yards but the thing about that collection is they had the most obscure like yeah like you were saying like literally had one shot in one scene like droid in the background Mm -hmm. that you would never recognize that it's like there's this action figure and i would have those really rare ones and be like who what i love star wars i can't even tell you what this is and it was like (laughs) so like i love that they had like super obscure ones but yeah i can't believe that they even make them i think i might even have my collection laying around somewhere and hopefully i'll give them my kid and they don't choke on him (laughs) yeah i've had like it i think they're like inch inch high figures of like a bunch of digimon that were well mine were not digimon i like 160 of them and i I moved but like i I made a list of like every one i had i'm just like god that's a lot of fucking condensed rubber because that's all they were and they broke through easily yeah Um, but I also remember I had the Star Wars book, and I want to say we got it from Pizza Hut. I don't remember. Back Whoa. when it was just like any restaurant had like tie-ins because it was so popular. I think Star Wars is one of like a huge driving factor for why action figures became so profitable. Because they saw like how kids would just scoop them up and pay whatever they could for them. Um, but this little black book I got from, I believe, Pizza Hut was just of Star Wars characters from all three movies. And yeah, some of the most absurd background like characters. Um, I think it was just a picture from like the scene they were in and then maybe two sentences and that's it. <laughs> it was like that small and just really didn't tell you anything. But there was like an entry for uh, the torture robot in Jabba's palace. I was torturing C-3PO. Yeah. There's an entry of like just random bounty hunters. You never, they don't even have dialogue. They're just in the background. And it's just like, wow. Who needs this? But yes, like, I'm I, glad I had it, but I was like, why? I could have used that book so badly because I had so many bounty hunters. I'm like, I don't even know what to call them, but I'm going to play with this guy today. Like, oh man, it's just crazy. And Star Wars, they, it just reminds me, like I would collect at one, well, this is actually the prequels. So this is like later Star Wars, but yeah. uh, they had the freaking, was it Pepsi or Coke did cans with the cast of the characters on the actual oh. cans. And I collected all of them at one point. (laughs) And the thing is, like, I had a wall of them and it looked great. But then there's just like a point of no return where it's like, these are just gross, like old soda cans. I should just throw these away. (laughs) Oh, God. I remember like uh, Plow Koon was one of my favorite Jedi Masters because he was in, I think, the Obi-Wan Kenobi game for Xbox. Holy shit. And it had the multiplayer where you could like fight each other as Jedi Masters. And he had the orange lightsaber that was longer than everyone else's. And he's got, like, the crazy squid face with, like, the gas mask on it. And, like, ever since then, I was like, this guy's my guy. And then I played a Jedi Academy where you could play as one of his alien races. And I'm like, this is, like, these are my guys. And it's like, it's fucking nothing. But then cut to now uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, like, the animated series or, like, the CGI series. Yeah. They get, like, so much history. And Plakun's, like, a huge character, apparently. That's, like, a big mentor for, like, Ahsoka, who's, like, the main character. 
and he gets like so much more history and stuff. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. Or like Kit Fisto, who's got the tentacles on his head. Yeah. Create the first lightsaber that functions underwater. He, I remember him back from Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars series back when the original prequels were coming out. And it's just like, it, like that's how you know you've made a good universe or good character designs. When it's just like, I saw this guy once and now I am obsessed. Yes. That's a good character. Totally. Oh, man, what a rant. I don't know how we even got here, but that was fun. (laughs) So Um, are movies along the lines? Yeah. Uh, Speaking, though, movies and Star Wars, uh, I mean, we can jump ahead to the show topics a little bit. Sure. They're going to try and make a Knights of the Old Republic movie, and that's going to be fucking rough. That's not going to go well. (laughs) That's just a game. Like, why make it a movie? I mean, it's one of the best Star Wars games by far. Yeah, I don't deny that, but it just seems like... That's the whole point of you playing the game and playing taking game. agency. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and the combat's not great. It's old Bioware where it's like, the game, it's like, you know, even the old Mass Effects, it's like, the game itself, it's like, eh, the story's amazing, though. Like, the story's what sells you on old Bioware games. Yeah. And, like, Knights of the Republic is, like, so good because, like, it's real clunky. I got to that game later than everyone else, and it was still really fun to play just because you're so wrapped up and invested in the characters. But, like, they kind of made it non-canonical once Disney bought Lucasfilms. And they basically said, nothing is canon outside of the movies now. And it's just like, but all the best Star Wars content is outside of the movies. Yeah, like, exactly. I honestly think the movies are some of the weakest parts. And like, Knights of the Republic, it just, that, those games alone create this massive new world and you know, like part of the universe and history for Star Wars. Like, just not even related to like Yoda or the Skywalker family or any of that stuff. So it's just like, it'd be cool, but they're really burning out this Star Wars like movie license real fast. Like, yeah, no shit. We're getting like what a movie every year now it feels like or something like it's, it's becoming the new Marvel super stuff where it's like, you're going to ruin this franchise. You got to slow down. Didn't they pull an Assassin's Creed though? And they're like, we're going to take a few years off to make sure people like care about us again when we come back. Yeah, they like with the new trilogy, like the new movie coming out and like teasers and posters and trailers and stuff. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna slow down after this trilogy's done." And then like a week later, like we're also making a new trilogy. It's like, what you just what? Yeah, like so it's just like let's. I don't hate the new trilogy as much as other people seem to, especially the internet, which everything's blown out of proportion. Yeah, like, I, it's I pretty good. Them, yeah, but but I also like I said, I think the movies are the weakest part of like Star Wars of all time, like of all the franchise stuff. So, like, I've never been super obsessed with the movies like kids in the 80s where I grew up with them. But, like, I enjoyed them. They're a movie. They waste, you know, two hours and entertain you. You move on. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's I don't trust people to translate the KOTOR storyline well, especially because it's a game. It's, like, 65-plus hours condensed into, like, two hours or maybe, like, nine hours if you make it a whole trilogy of films, and then that's it. Like, you can't expect people to be strung along for 60 hours of movies. Like, right. that's not going to work. Oh, man, so. it's funny we're even talking about Star Wars. I just recently rewatched Return of the Jedi of all of them, and it was just on TV, and I'm like, there's no way I'm not watching, like, I don't know, Boba Fett get eaten by that, uh, oh, what the, the hell Sarlacc is it called? Pit? Yeah, the Sarlacc pit. Um, but 
Oh man, that I feel like that's the problem inherently. Like when people are like, "Oh, why do you start at four, five, and six? It's because it's the most interesting part of the whole story. Like I feel like you're never really gonna top the original trilogy. I, I know a lot of people have issues with the prequels. I don't even have. I think they're not terrible. Like to the point where like you should just <laughs> like una- like denounce them and be like it's not canon or anything. It, it is yeah, canon. It's not. It, yeah, it is canon. But it's yeah, maybe could have been done a little better. But in all reality, I still think it gets the point across and it's enjoyable i would say like two and three are like enjoyable like if you think too much or if you pay too close attention you'll start finding plot holes yes one is garbage though uh, one but, is uh, i have the most like nostalgia for one because i was such a star wars fan growing up when it was like this is star wars like in a new light and they have like cgi and all this other stuff like as a kid walking out of that theater i was like that movie was the best movie of my life i can't wait to watch it play the video game on playstation one like all that shit so like i still like have nostalgia for it but yeah it isn't the best like jar jar binks in general was just a mistake but i that's another reason i connected with it though i was at a young age i don't know like (laughs) preteen or something I thought you were just saying, like, it was a mistake. But that's why I connected with it, because I'm a mistake. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Hey, a I movie mean, for the misfits. There's definitely, like, this, like, uh, reflective period after you see something or consume new media. Like, I thought the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie was good when I saw it, because I was a kid, and I was like, oh, boy, that was fun. Yeah. I would rather take a ball-peen hammer to the skull <laughs> than watch that movie again. Yeah, so, no, like, as a kid, I thought that was good, too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's definitely, like, I enjoyed it then. I, like, there's some shows where, like... Uh, Outlaw Star is an anime I watched as a kid. I refuse to watch it because I don't think it's going to be good. But my memories are still good of it. So I'm Dude, like, I'm going to leave those memories good. It's funny you bring that up too because Lauren and I just out on Nostalgia Kick were like, let's watch Angry Beavers. Because I remember growing up thinking that was fantastic. See, that might and be both good because it's comedy. But no, it wasn't no? at all, Brent. It did oh, not no. live up to the, it was so, like, me and her both, like, got at the end of the episode and just looked at each other like, what the fuck was that? Like, I don't remember <laughs> this shit being this, like, off the wall weird. Like, it's oh, almost it as weird. if, like, it's like tricks are for kids. Like, all of a sudden, now that we're adults, like, we watch, rewatch Angry Beavers and, like, can't connect it's with it good. at all. And I'm like, fuck. But we did watch Cat Dog and that was enjoyable. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah, yeah Angry Beavers was an episode where they just run, went around spraying everything with their own musk. So it's like, there's some weird episodes. <laughs> there, it's very bizarre. So I'm not sure if that one holds up for an adult, but Cat Dog was kind of fun. Um, That's good. Where are uh, we in this episode? Let's just continue with yeah. the show topics and uh, <laughs> see where we go. We're already in here. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, I think Invader Zim, the movie got announced for Netflix. So oh, wow. That's coming back, kind of. We'll see if it, we'll see if it can live outside of its 90s bubble or early 2000s bubble. I forget when it exact even aired. Because there's right. so much stuff you think about, like, oh, that's 90s. And it's like, no, that was like 2003. Yeah, it's a... Uh, uh, yeah, first episode, 2001. Uh, final episode, 2006. So, yeah, they're prime example. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, one, we'll see if that lives. One thing mm-hmm. I saw in video game news that should be exciting for some people, I'm not sure that I'll be playing this, but Death Stranding uh, is actually coming out this year. It's what do you mean be... you're not sure you're going to be playing this? What I'm the not fuck sure. are you talking about, Doug? Dude, I'll watch the stream because I'm just not sure. Like, this is just too bizarre for me. I'm not even sure if it's going to be worth, like, a day one purchase to me. I, I know everyone's going to be freaking out about it, so it seems like I'll just kind of get input from everybody else before I invest my own money in it, because nobody knows what the fuck this game even is. I know! I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so happy that no one knows what it is, because like we've talked about before, so much stuff is spoiled by teasers and trailers and it like shows the entire game or the entire story like in the trailer. So I'm glad that this is just so bizarre and weird. It's just like my friend was saying about it. It was like, oh, I don't want to watch the trailer. I don't want to be spoiled for when I buy the game. I'm like, dude, I watched the trailer. 
I don't know what the fuck's happening. Like, yeah. I don't, it can't be spoiled for me. I don't it's understand. Just it. like, uh, Pregnant Norman Reedus on acid. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's really interesting. And yeah, Hideo Jersey. Kojima at it again. Jersey, this game needs more pregnant men. You're in luck. Jersey, <laughs> Hideo Kojima. And the baby's invisible or something. I don't I really got- remember. It's so out there. And I, it seems then, since it is so out there, that I'm almost going to buy it and play it just to experience myself and maybe go in blind and kind of be with everybody else that's buying it day one. But I'm just nervous that I'm going to do that play it through, and be like, well, I'm out $60, and I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I just experienced. I mean, it, they've definitely said, like, this isn't a standard shooter or action adventure game. Like, we're trying to do something outside of the norm of the genre. So, like, I could definitely see people playing it, like, all hyped up and be like, oh, this is going to be fun, and it's just not what you're expecting at all. Like, it's just like a PT or, like, a walking simulator like Edith Finch. It's like, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted. It's like, yeah, but, like, you know, because you don't really know what you're buying. So it's not like they lied to you. It's just, it's just confusing and weird and disorienting. Yeah, I think they're so, going to play on the compelling factor of like, it's artsy. Like you'll oh, enjoy definitely. it no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's not Metal Gear. You're not running around, you know, knocking people out and like hiding bodies and shooting them. It's definitely like, you, yeah, it's kind of just an experience. It's an immersion game where like you got to be sucked into this. Yeah, I feel like the deluxe edition should be sold with like an eighth of psilocybin or something because <laughs> I just can't imagine sober people understanding this, let alone uh, <laughs> intoxicated people understanding it. Well, the deluxe edition comes with one of those little babies in the pods, and I'm sure oh, if you God. crack that open and drink it, you'll probably freak out for a while. <laughs> it's, it's actually alive. It, I I wouldn't put it past Kojima. He's <laughs> fucking insane, and I love it. The thing I love most is his love for Madge Mickelson. Hideo Kojima is straight up in love with Mads Mikkelsen, and it's so good, and it just makes this game so much more compelling. Uh, if for anyone who doesn't know and hasn't been following Death Stranding, it's got a huge cast, like, outside of, it's not like video games where it's like, it's got Nolan North and Troy Baker and, like, the video game people. Like, it does yeah. have Troy Baker, because he's literally in every game. Um, but it's got uh, Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, I think some like Scandinavian or Nor- Norwegian actors that are pretty like reputable, and it's just nuts. And it, you know, it's motion cap, so they all look like themselves. And there's a guy whose name is Mister Die Hard, like that's his name. So <laughs> it's just going to be so weird. I think it ties in with death and like rebirth. Like I think they're fighting. and stranding. I, well, stranding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they're fighting the physical manifestation of death and like there's time travel sorta or something. It's Oh damn. Nuts. But like I've said it before, I've said it again, like I'm a huge sucker for Matt Mickelson. I fucking love Gamma the Toro, so I'm already in with those two. Let alone Kojima on top of it. So like my roommate's got a PS4. I might try and steal it. Or yeah. this might be the thing to push me to buy it myself. Or like you said, it's very story heavy. So maybe it's one of those games where it's like you don't need to play exactly yourself, but just and i'm it. not sure i'm ready to invest in a game i'm so like torn on i mean if you're even hesitant about it i wouldn't recommend it yeah if, like if you're like me or like some of my friends who are like fuck yeah more kojima like we're the fanboys and i'll fully admit that i'm blind yeah. by it um like those are the people to buy it day one fair enough that sounds accurate so yeah i might pass uh it'll remain to be seen I definitely like once it comes out. Definitely to, like to anyone who's like hesitant or just confused by it, just check it out because it's it's something to see. It's quite a visual 
I was just nervous this was going to be those game, one of those games that literally never saw the light of day. And it's like all this yeah, hi- talk, yeah. all this hype, and like all these people involved. And then like right before launch, it's just like, by the way, we can't actually we sustain can't. this. Sorry, everybody. Like I, that was my biggest concern. And honestly, there's still the chance that could happen. But the yeah. fact that it has a November release date is this reassuring. Year. Yeah. I mean, that's what ha- that's what originally happened with um, Guillermo del Toro and Kojima working, or no, yes, Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus, I believe, working together to do Silent Hill, yep. which is what PT PT stands for playable trailer, but it was a playable trailer for the new Silent Hill game that Norman Reedus was going to star in and Guillermo del Toro was going to produce, and I think Kojima might have had a hand in it. I'm not sure about that one. That sounds um, right. I'm not sure, like, though. That's how these guys, like, most of these guys met, and that's what they were going to do, and that got canned. And it had such a good review, like, uh, people, or a lot of good feedback. People were thoroughly enjoyed enjoying it and very scared by it. So, like, I'm just shocked that that one just fell apart. I mean, because the company sold out, I think, the franchise and, like, made it into pachinko machines. The same thing Konami did. Uh, Same thing Konami uh, did that pissed off Kojima that led him to split. They, like, they did the same thing with Silent Hill and just kind of, like, ruined it and pulled the rug out from under him. Because, like, PT was huge. Like anyone who did it, any YouTuber who made a video about it or streamed it got like an instant million views on a PT thing uh, playthrough. It was just like a simple hallway that you walked through multiple times and it just got more disorienting and just disturbing and stuff. And it was so horrifying with how minimal they actually had to work with or showed. And people would, uh, it once it got canceled, it got taken off the store so you couldn't download it anymore. Yes. And people were selling PlayStation 4s or, yeah. PS3s, PS4s, I got probably PS3s back when I think it, it was started. 3s, actually, yeah. Uh, but they were selling PS3s with it downloaded on it on eBay for like th- two to three times the price of a PS3. Yep, it was a hot commodity, Bren. It. it was so exclusive because it's gone now. Like, you can't get it anymore. Yeah, And I'm so sure there fucked. are people who are hoarding it still. But it was such a, like, a crazy... It was just like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be incredible. And it's canceled out of nowhere. And just like, yep. fuck. That's yeah. what... I was very concerned about this whole kind of fate panning out yeah. for Death Stranding, but it seems like there's a chance that won't be the case. So, and they put so much time and effort into it. I can't imagine they would like even be able to sleep at night knowing that their game never released. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to get it to the people. Especially with this being Kojima's like first game of his, of his own studio after he left Konami. So like, it's got to be a heavy hitter. Yeah. So. He's definitely trying to prove a point to them. Yeah. God, it's so weird. Like, I'm just looking at the picture still, and it's just Norman Reedus touching a weird uh, bag full of yellow fluid with, like, a weird baby doll in it. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's very much like the Matrix of, like, they're just, like, harvesting human, like, babies or something and all that. I'm not quite sure. There's a theory that, like, the people that wander around, like Norman Reedus' character, have the baby in a pod with them. So when they die they're reborn with that baby like their original body dies and then their consciousness goes into this baby and it's hyper accelerated into a new body form that's a oh, theory wow. but like yeah. that's that's the level of like craziness that this game is yeah i could see that the theory being proven right but we'll yeah. have to see time will tell on that as well yeah um one other news topic that i had maybe before we wrap things up uh i'm sure you might have a couple yourself uh but there is this thing that people are finding out in skyrim in the year Jesus. 2019 that it's like <laughs> pe- first of all people are still playing that game yeah uh but second of all i'm just shocked i almost i'm c- gonna call bullshit on this because i think like <laughs> someone had to have in the time of this game being out r- realized this but i saw an article on games radar it was like people are figuring out the dead chickens in skyrim can be used as storage and I'm like, 
what? Had I known that, I probably would have used that a lot more. But it also <laughs> reminds me that one of my first playthroughs of Skyrim, I'm like walking into the first town and I like kick a chicken or accidentally kill it. I'm like, haha. And then every town's person was like, fuck you. And like, I couldn't ever come back to that town again without them all just hating me. So like, yeah, I guess you can use chicken as storage, but it's at I a mean- price. I guess you could use real dead chickens as storage. It's just oh, going to be really gross. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> for me, it's, Zelda has like given me trauma of like hitting chickens in games. So even if it's not a Zelda game, I know other games who do it as like an homage to Zelda. Where if you hit a chicken, they swarm you and kill you. So like I'm always super hesitant to hit a, like any chicken in any game I see. So it's just yeah. like, uh, I don't, I don't know. They might, they might pull one over on me here. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, like you said, I guarantee someone found that out. I just don't know how known it was. But yeah, people are still playing Skyrim. I mean, you still mod the shit out of it. You got Thomas the Tank Engines flying through the air. You got Macho Man Randy Savage just crawling out of the ground and pulling you under. It's like, the game's so much better with mods. Yeah. But it's so unstable to begin with that the mods, like, oh, this ga- this mod made my game worse. It's like, no, it's it's about as janky as it always is. Well, since we were talking about Star Wars, I should definitely take this opportunity to be like, and I thought chicken smelled bad on the outside if we're storing stuff inside. Uh, I mean, it's appropriate (laughs) on multiple levels. I respect you for making it, that joke. Yeah, but but we lost a listener, too. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Do you have any news? Um. Let's see. Uh, Microsoft announced they're partnering up with Steam to do like release more like microsoft exclusive games on steam now oh that's right i guess they kind of are embracing that whole pc xbox crossover more because they were like promoting that a lot at uh older e3s and you know e3s coming up so there's not a ton of news right now um but yeah microsoft like talked about like they're bringing some of their games to steam now like that people haven't had a chance to play or you know don't want an xbox for it because it looks like microsoft has just given up on xbox yeah, like, which is great, to be honest, because just give me <laughs> Halo. It's all I ever wanted anyway. That, that's the big thing. Halo's, the Halo collection is going to be on Steam. And yes! everyone, everyone's kind of like, that's that's the gatekeeper. Like, that's the final, you know, that's Microsoft's uh, Hail Mary pass. Like, that's yep. all they got left for Xbox. Because, like, even now, like I talked about, I played like a year or two ago, like Xbox or Halo 3. It's like, it's still good. It's still a solid game. Yeah. So the fact that that's going to be on PC the original one was and then i think after two they made it xbox exclusive you're absolutely right yep but yeah now that microsoft's kind of like it it really feels like they're waving the white flag of just like fuck it xbox is like done like anyone who would want a good console is going for a switch for the nicheness for like the hardware of like the you know weird stuff they do uh nintendo does and all the amiibos but if you want like just straight manpower of a console it seems like ps4 and they got all the exclusives still that like sell you on it people are you know kind of getting kind of cagey with the console exclusive sort of games or debating it more of like oh is it fair that you know only certain people it's like yeah that's how you sell the console if zelda wasn't on the switch i probably wouldn't have bought a switch oh totally. if smash brothers wasn't on the switch i wouldn't have bought a switch if death stranding wasn't on ps4 i probably won't buy a ps4 but like the fact that it is, that'll make me buy it. Yep, so like, absolutely. And it's not new. That's always been the case. So it's like, it's not like, hey, they're, it's not microtransactions where they're like, hey, they're trying to screw us over now. It's like, they always have. It's it's about making money. 
Yeah, so. absolutely. That's why I was such a big PlayStation fanboy my whole life. The Kingdom Hearts, the Final Fantasies, yeah, like all yeah. these exclusives made me the have some kind of uh like alliance with Sony and it's kind of perpetuated even until now and it's funny to see that after all these years it does seem like Microsoft is sl- throwing in the towel but not even necessarily they're also we announced on recent episodes that they're making that deal behind closed doors with Sony where they're like providing AI and other like technology for mm-hmm. them so i think that's how they're going to kind of continue to live on is like provide like the latest technologies for Sony, even though they're working with the consoles, but they're also in bed with Nintendo. Like, I don't really know what the end it's, game is for Microsoft. Yeah. It seems like they're trying to connect with everyone. And it kind of seems like, yeah, we're kind of going to be a, uh, I don't know, maybe a developer of games now and not a publisher of games. Right. Or, you know, or at least of hardware, maybe. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. They might still be in the game's market, but not be pushing it their own console. That's so. how I'm viewing this whole like trend. Yeah. And a good way to keep your console alive for people who already have that console, do the cross-platform play. Like with Dauntless, if you got, Fuck yeah. if you have Xbox and your friends have PlayStation, and you want to play Dauntless together. Like that's how you do it. Instead of buying a new, uh, instead of buying a PlayStation and playing with all your friends, so that could help keep them afloat more. Totally. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like we said, there's not a lot, especially with E3 coming up. People are holding their announcements till that. Um. Oh, but we, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up in, like, June. Um, but we did get a trailer for Cadence of Hyrule, which is, like, Crypto the Necrodancer Zelda game I mentioned a while back. Yeah. I'm super fucking excited for. This is would get would get me to buy a Switch if I didn't already have one. Like, this is the exclusive I want. And the trailer came out recently showing, like, in-game, uh, or, you know, gameplay footage of it. And it's, like... I thought it was going to be a Necro Dancer kind of reskinned with all Zelda stuff. And like the enemies are different, or like you kind of look like Zelda or Link. And like that's it. It looks like straight up a Zelda game, but with Necro Dancer mechanics. Oh, damn. Like, it looks like a full game. You're seeing dungeons, like secret areas, bosses, like the Hyrule fields. Like it straight up looks like an old school, like SNES Zelda game or like Link to the Past or something, but just with the mechanics of Necro Dancer. And that's going to make it a lot more challenging. But it looks so good. Yeah, wow, it does look very gorgeous. I'm looking at some of the gameplay right now, or this trailer particularly. Damn, that looks fun. And yeah, I feel like it's gonna really jive well with like the whole like music mechanics. Oh yeah, if you got like a rhythm and you just you don't you you don't even realize you're doing it to the rhythm. It just like works with it so <laughs> well. But like it's so fun and like it's it's very satisfying to play, even though it's infuriating if you just get like cold cocked and like blind shot. But like. God damn, I love that game, even if I'm garbage at it. <laughs> nice. Uh, and the only other thing I wanted to mention is another game called Paparazzi. It's a game where you take pictures of dogs. That's oh, it. damn. That's adorable. <laughs> that sounds like a game or no game. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, well. Too bad I don't have one of those ready for today, but that just sounds cute. It's It looks adorable. It's like all cel-shaded. Like, it's a little indie title and just got announced recently. But uh, yeah, I'll keep my eye on that. That looks fun. <laughs> The dog spotting video game. There's like a Facebook group called Dog Spotting. Check it out if you like cute dog videos. It's like train spotting with less heroin. Yeah, and just cute doggos. <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, listener. Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Yeah. Uh, Bren, you have another podcast. Where can our listeners tune into that? It's called Are Weeb There Yet? W E E B. It's where me and a co host of mine are just big old anime nerds and we try and convert our one friend into being another anime nerd alongside of us. You can find it on, you know, all the platforms, all the, you know, areweebthereyet.com, all that bullshit. Just Google it, you'll find it. 
and I believe as of this episode coming out, we watched Run this anime coming out. This episode, uh, both of our shows coming out, we watched Run with the Wind, which is actually a newer anime, and so like one of the sports anime, but about a track team or oh, cool. relay race. So yeah, very cool. That sounds interesting. Check that one out, listener. And if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Our handle's ABT Silence. I am Twitch streaming every now and then, so maybe check out a Rocket League or I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I don't have any way to stream Switch just yet. I'll have to see if I can get a capture card or there something. There are ways. Yeah, I know there are ways, but it's definitely not. I mean, you can hook up the Switch to a TV, and if you have like a smart TV, maybe you can capture that and stream it to Twitch. Okay, yeah, I might look into ways of doing that, because I'd love to stream some Diablo 3, because I am sinking a lot of time into that. But uh, maybe when I have some friends over and we play Overcooked, you guys can tune into that and give some feedback there. Uh, Tell us who's doing terrible. It's probably me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and listener, if you like uh, music and record labels and stuff, I have a record label called Missed Out Records. You can check it out at MissedOutRecords.com. Lots of emo, screamo, math rock, and some indie stuff, too. I'm kind of branching out and just doing anything that i think people enjoy so if you're into that uh cassettes and vinyl records are available there so check that out but we will be back next week thanks for tuning in see you guys see you